So here we are, week two of Draw the Circle, and I hope that you have found this week getting in and finding the time, finding a place, opening up the book, uh, reading together, opening up scripture, that you have found that to be a blessing this week to you, okay? Now, let me just encourage you. It is only day eight. If you're like, oh, it was rough, right? Maybe you found that time and place and then your kids invaded it and you're like, oh no, what am I going to do now? Or something happened and got you off track. If we're not careful, sometimes we take really good things that God has in store for us and we just wear this big coat of guilt and we're like, oh, I don't know. I, you know, I'm not like some people get up at five in the morning and read it. I don't do that either, okay? So I guess those people are really, really good, okay? But you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we just put these huge guilt trips on ourselves and think, oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't read it early enough, and and I skipped a day, and then I had to make up two days. Could you just take that off this morning? Okay, just, just leave that behind. This is just supposed to do exactly what we were just singing about. Lord, I need you, and I need to connect with you every day. And if we're just honest, that's a challenge because we cram all this stuff into our schedules. And we do have time. It's probably what you found out this week. Oh, I do have a little time to set aside and do this together. And that's what I'm hoping you will do. That's the why of all of this. We just want to help you connect with God in a new way every single day. And that's, this is just a tool to do that. This is just a tool that we can all do it together, and maybe you found you've having conversations. Uh, it was kind of funny yesterday morning at the men's breakfast. Uh, the guys walk in, and I said, you know, I want to talk about this passage of Scripture. Now, I'll tell you how far behind I was yesterday. I hadn't even done yesterday's reading. I just showed up. Uh, me and Troy were cooking, getting things ready. And so we sit there, and I start talking about this passage, and some of the guys are looking at me like, you know, this is the passage for today, right? You know, this is the exact story that we're supposed to be. Re- no, I don't know, okay? Because I hadn't looked at it yet. But I just love how God sometimes will put that stuff together and he'll take what we're reading. He'll intersect it in our lives. He'll intersect it with other things going on. And we can just watch what God wants to do. That's the whole purpose of it. We want to give you a tool to help you connect with God on a daily basis. We have books in the back left. It is only day 80 for like, oh, I'm, I'm totally out of it. That's okay. Pick up a book, follow along with us, can, and spend that time every day connecting with God. We would also recommend you, you write stuff down. Remember the prayers we're praying. Uh, what are you praying for yourselves? What are you praying for your family? What are you praying for your work? And then our our kids, what are you praying for your school? And then what are you praying for our church? Those are the areas we just ask you to think about and pray about and pray about lots of other things. That is great. And you might just find it helpful to write those down and just jot those down. And then day after day, okay, so how do I want to enhance that prayer today? How do I want to change it? What is God doing in the midst of it? So Take off the guilt. Let's just try to connect with God on a daily basis. There's books in the back. Grab one. If you're not getting the questions, okay, let me know. They're on email, and we can email them to you. They're also on the Thrive Church group on Facebook. So connect, and let's follow along, and let's see what God has in store for us through all of this. So, as I'm reading and getting ready for it, the, the person who wrote this, Mark Batterson, has this quote. You show me the size of your dream and I'll show you the size 
of your God. Now, what I love is, isn't it true, and you might have noticed this as well, the whole theme this week that I'm supposed to get ready for to lead all of us is to dream big, to pray big, to just dream a little bit. And I don't know about you, but I I began to discover this week, uh, I used to do that, and I don't know what happened, okay? I got, I got busy, I got, I got trapped in, oh, but I got all these day-to-day stuff that I just forgot to allow God to give me some big dreams and to help me look forward to what he wanted to do. And maybe you're in that same boat. And this morning, what I'm hoping is we can learn together how what God wants to do to kind of reconnect us and get us back into that mode where we just start dreaming and doing big things for God all over again. One of the stories he's told, and I was looking it up this week because I thought it was interesting, that at Mark Batterson's church in Washington, D.C., there's a man by the name of Mark Moore who heard about starving kids everywhere, right? Have you ever used that, kids? Eat all your vegetables. There are kids starving in Africa, okay? Now, I don't know why, but we do that, right? We hope it works, but it, I, don't, I don't know. He, this is a real burden for him. How do we take care of this? How, could there be something we do about it? So he started an organization called MANA, okay? Started as a dream, and it does a million a month, tries to feed a million meals a month. So I began to look this up, and I go, okay, so where is it now? Because as the writing of this book, it's probably been six years or so, um, six, seven years, and I just wanted to see where it was now. The annual budget for MANA is $128 million. I'm reading this going, wow. And then, and then Mark Moore says this right, right, in the, right in the little headlines underneath where you're reading this. Our budget's $128 million. We really need $1 billion if we're going to help everybody in the world uh, that needs this nutrition and this help. So Mark Moore sitting in a, in a church, thinking about God dreaming big, thinking about what God wants to do in him, and ultimately what God wants to do through him because of that, sees this organization started that just does some amazing things, and he just keeps dreaming bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So what is your bravest prayer, and what is keeping you from praying it, right? Most of our prayers, if you notice, quite often we're, we're just trying to survive. Let's, let's be honest. We're trying to survive, get past the next thing, the next thing that's going on, the, the, the crisis at work, what's going on with our kids, what's happening at home, what's happening in all these different areas that I just stopped praying something bigger than like get me through this day this week this month i just stopped doing that and perhaps you found the same thing you just stopped doing that and what if we ask god to consider what would be the bravest prayer i would pray and then what's keeping me from doing it is because i'm just stuck in this every day every month every week cycle or what does god want to do to kind of pull me out of that and help me see the bigger picture So I want to give us two big truths today to help us pray big, brave prayers, that we would just start doing this. You start, we started off great this week. We're on a good trajectory. What if we just start adding to that? God, what do you want to do? What do you want to do in the world around me? What what can I contribute to that? And how do I want to pray for you to do something big in that world? 
So here they are, and I'm probably going to say nothing earth-shattering and astounding this morning, but at times, I don't know about you, but God needs to remind me of things, not tell me anything new. Like, yeah, I, I should have got that point 10 years ago, but thank you, God, for taking me back and reminding me of that again. So here's two big truths. First one is God is able to do big things. Anybody shocked by that? <gasps> Pastor, I didn't know that. No, no, we, we know this. But we just need to be reminded of this, that God is able to do big things, big, big, big things. So remember, we've been in the book of Joshua. So now they have crossed the Jordan, and now there is Jericho, the first big, huge obstacle in the way of the land that God has for them. Now, we're told, Jericho was shut tightly because of the Israelites, no one was allowed to leave or enter. Okay, they're scared. Okay, this, this, this group, nothing stops them. A river in flood stage does not stop them. Okay, it just kind of parts and they just walk across it. And they're scared. What in the world is going to happen? So in the first two verses of chapter 6, the Lord told Joshua, See, I am about to defeat Jericho for you along with its kings and its warriors. I'm going to do this. I know it looks big. I know the walls look huge. And you have no idea what's going to happen. So I'm going to tell you I'm going to do this. I'm going to step in and do something big. And God is able to do big things. And we need to partner with God in the big things that he is already doing. God is already at work doing big things. And quite often he's just looking for us to partner with him on those big things that he is already doing. Now, let's take a verse from Ephesians that I'm telling you, just, just imagine this being read in a, in a gathering of Christ followers for the first time. From Paul to this church in Ephesus. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. So let's sit in for a moment. This is a big, this is a big statement. Now to him who is able to do a little. No, not, not to be able to do quite a bit. Who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Let me give it to you in just a couple of different versions because I want you to grasp a hold of this idea. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. See, that's those big prayers. And can you imagine them sitting there and, and they say, Paul wrote a letter. And here's what he's praying for us, to, that we would understand that God can do anything far above what we could ask or imagine even in our wildest dreams. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. And that's what you're your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imaginations. Just a couple different ways to see that verse that sometimes we get so familiar with. We just need to reset and be reminded God can do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. The most unbelievable dreams and exceed our wildest imaginations. God is able. The second part of this first truth is we must act. God is able, but we must act. So. What is the very next verse? Have all the warriors march around the city one time and do this for six days. This was not, okay, you guys just sit back and I'm just going to knock this over for you. I want you to partner with me, God is saying, in the big things that I'm going to do. And this is going to seem ridiculous and you're going to be like, what are we doing? But you're going to march around this city 
okay, one time for six days, and then ultimately they do it seven times on the seventh day, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, but you're going to partner with me in what I am doing. And sometimes if we're not careful, we just get so hands-off that we aren't connected to what God is doing and saying, okay, God, I'm all in. What's my, what, what, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? How can I act? What is the next step you want me to take? What's the next thing I could be doing here? I want to do that. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times while the priests blow the horns. See, it's always too soon to quit believing. It's always too soon to quit believing. But don't we do that? Don't we do that? Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, I prayed about this. It's, it's the next day, and I, I don't know. Is this going to happen? This whole idea of persistence that we talked about last week where we want to pray over and over and over again and ask God to work in those situations. That's our first big truth, that God is able to do big things. The second one is also probably nothing new, that God is great and he's close, and we need both. We need both. God is great and God is close, and we actually need both of those. We need to be reminded of both of those, and we need to act on both of those, that God is great and God is close. So how do we want to do that? Isaiah 55, for just as the sky is higher than the earth, so my deeds are superior to your deeds and my plans superior to your plans. Right? we got to get this picture that God is great, he is superior, he is in charge, he has a great plan in all of it. Listen to how the psalmist writes this, and I love how this is translated. God's love is meteoric, his love astronomic, his purpose titanic, his verdicts oceanic. Yet, and I love this, right? He's big, he's huge, he can do anything. Yet, in his largeness, nothing gets lost. Not a man, not a mouse slips through the cracks. So you've got to have both. Because otherwise, then he's just a great, big, huge God. And why would he ever care about me uh, in central Iowa just trying to figure things out? Why would he ever do that? Because in his largeness, in his greatness, nothing gets lost. You are not lost. Your week has not been lost to God. Your struggles have not been lost to God. In his greatness, and, he, and don't we do this sometimes? Well, God's got big things to worry about, right? I mean, we got, a, we got a pandemic for God to worry about, and we've got all these issues around the world for God to worry about. And I'd, I'm just not sure he'd care about my little itsy-bitsy problems uh, in central Iowa, and I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what he'd think about that. And sometimes we miss that. In his largest, largeness, in his greatness, nothing gets lost to God. Your week was not insignificant to God. Sometimes we think that way, but I want you to think a little bit different this morning, how God views that or thinks that. So often for me, and I've told you this before, but I I love music because at times it will just connect some truths for me. So one of the things that normally happens when, when we're gone during the summer and we're traveling that uh, I absolutely love it when we get a rental car that actually has XM Sirius satellite radio. And, and the reason for that is, right, isn't it the worst thing just hitting the scan button as you're going through different states? But if you have that, they have a station called The Message, station 63 if you have in your car, so I still remember that. And I will get songs on there that 
I, they don't play on, on local radio at times that I absolutely love. And I'll hear them about three times on a trip, and, and I'm just hooked on them. And this one this year was a so- song called Same God by someone called Hannah Kerr. And I want to give you just a couple of these lyrics because this helped me connect this idea that God is great and God is close. The same God who makes the planet spin tells the tide when it should rise and put the color in my eyes. Oh, he, he does planets and he cares about me. He, he does that, but he's here. He's great, but he's close. He can handle that and he can keep all of that working together, but he's right here. He, he understands what's going on in my life. And I absolutely love that. Well, one, one more line. The same God who makes the seasons change knows the number of the stars and every secret in my heart. I love that. Again, great and close, great and close. And I, I need both of those because I need to be reminded that God is great and he can handle anything that comes my way. He can handle anything that comes up. I don't have to go, God, over here, did you miss this? Do you know what's going on? And he can handle it. And he's close. And he cares. And you need to know that this morning. Because some of you might have been convinced, because sometimes we just are, that God doesn't care about where you're at. He doesn't care about what's going on in your family. And what's going on in, with your kids and what's going on with your struggles. And some of you are very frustrated because you can't get some things worked out and together. And some of you, you have family members driving you crazy and you got work issues going on. And, and there's times when you're tempted to sit here and think, oh, yeah, God is great. We, we said, Lord, I need you, but I don't know if he understands my life. And he does. He is great. And he is close. And let me give you Jesus' words. Aren't five sparrows sold for two pennies? We're like, ooh, maybe if I went to the pet store and needed something cheap for my kids to get them off the right wanting, but this is Jesus' day, okay, because he's talking about simple uh, sacrifices. Aren't five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten before God. We think they're common, and we think they're not worth much, but they're not forgotten before God. In fact, even the hairs on your head are all numbered. And some of us have more than others, right? And it's fun how God does that. Do not be afraid, right? You don't need to fear. You can trust God in what's going on in your story and what's happening in your life. You are more valuable than many sparrows. God hasn't forgotten about them. God hasn't just abandoned them. God said, well, they're they're not worth much, so I don't pay any attention to them. He says, don't you understand? You are more valuable. You don't need to fear. You can trust the story that God is writing in your life because he says you're valuable and he is great and he is close. The God who created everything desires to connect with us. That's what I just want to drill home this morning in everything that the God who created everything desires to connect with you and me. And that's what all this is about. This is the whole why of this whole journey and this whole committing 40 days to doing this. Because God wants to connect with us. And perhaps you're already understanding that this week as you've just gone through 
uh, seven days, and today is day eight. And you're starting in on day eight and, and answering questions and reading the passages and writing down what you're, what you're praying about, that God desires to connect with us. Don't let that get lost in everything else. Don't get that lost in, in, in oh, no, oh, no, I skipped a chapter this morning, you know. And, and, and why is it always that God strikes us with lightning? I, I've never understood that, right? I, I must have missed that, that passage somewhere where it's always like, oh, no, I'm, I messed up. It, it's over. No, we put that guilt on ourselves. Don't do that. God wants to connect with you. He loves you. He created you. He made you. And he desires to connect with you. And that's what this whole journey has been about. So I want you to leave this morning with some truths that God is able. You can, you can pray your big prayers. You can dream your big dreams of what God wants to do in the world around you. You can do that. You can do that because God is able. God is able. He can do it, and he will do it, and he has done it. And sometimes what's really good for us is just to read the stories of what God has done in people before and the way he is moving and the way he is working all around us. And you know what that reminds me? Oh, that's right. God is able to do all of that. I want you to know that God is great. Your problems are not too big for the creator of the universe. They are not too big. They are not out of reach. They are not overwhelming to him. All the things that are going on in the world do not distract God from what is happening in your life. And God is close. The same God who did all of that creating knows exactly who you are, knows exactly where you've been, knows exactly what's happening in your life. So here's my question today as we wrap up this morning. How will these truths affect your prayers? Because I, I, I have to admit, since, since going through this and reading this week, this is really as challenged me and said what what happened to the what what happened to the big the big prayers the 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 dreaming big that none of us had a problem as as kids you know we we loved all that stuff so when i was a kid Haley's comet was going through for like i don't know it only goes through every i don't know 70 years or something so uh, i pestered my parents I harassed them. You got to buy me this thing because, right, everything on TV at that point was 1995. Okay, so you got to buy me this. It's a poster. It's a chart. It's going to show me exactly where to go. And I went outside. I don't know, 10 years old or something. Of course, that's the night it was cloudy. Right, going where is the comet? Where's the comet? Right. I got told, come inside. You've been out there too long. Right, because we, we just. I, I, I want to see this comment. I want, I want to see this thing. I got my chart. I know exactly where it's going to be, right? Go in my backyard, stare up in this direction. It's going to be right over there. And so we didn't have any problems, did we? Earlier in our lives, to dream big dreams, ask God to do some amazing things in our lives. And I, I don't know. I just got really uh, moved this week that I, at some point, stopped doing that. And I don't know when it was. And I don't know when it happened. I don't know if I just got too busy, too much going on, uh, too much happening, too much other stuff just kind of piled up. But I just 
stopped doing that. And that just became very concerning to me this week. Wow. I I, got to do something about that. I got to change that around. And I want these truths to affect the prayers that I pray. That I'm just... I'm just telling you, if you started off writing out your, writing down the things you were praying about, I mean, right? You're just trying to get through that day, that moment, that hour, that thing, right? And, and, and there's like no sense of, of looking forward. And I just, I, I want to say, God, would you take those truths? Would you let them transform how I'm praying and what I'm praying for and give me a totally different picture of what you want to do? In those things we just talked about, what do you want to do in me? What do you want to do in me that I would begin again to dream big and ask you to do something great? What do you want to do in, in my family? What do you, do you want to do in my family that, that at times I'm just, what, what's the next thing on the list? What's the next thing on the to-do list that needs to be crossed off? That, that, that's the next thing. Let's do that. What do you want to do there? that I would once again dream big and ask you to do something great. What do you want to do? And, and for, for, for me, it's just interesting. This, this is, for lack of a better word, my work. What, what I do every, every day all has to do with you and our church and what God wants to do. And I just asked the same thing. I ask the same thing because I, I will tell you at times where I go, sometimes I get so cynical. I'll listen to a podcast and there'll be some great ideas and, I, and I'm going, yeah, that's fine when you have 2,000 people, okay? But when you're a small church in central Iowa, how does that apply? And if I'm not careful, I just take everything and dismiss it away that they don't understand my, my, my season and where I'm at and what's going on. And, and I just miss again the things that God wants to do. In me through my work and the same thing for our church what are you praying for our church because I'm telling you it's very tempted to pray some very shallow prayers and I just started thinking okay but God what do you want to do in our church and began to pray some specific things for that I think if we would take these truths today that God is able that God is great and that God is close, you will find that as you open up and you start in this week and you read and, okay, when when am I going to pray for these four categories, that your prayers will change. And perhaps the things you gave up on because just hard in a broken, fallen world sometimes, we just get a little drugged down and a little little discouraged about things, that God would once again lift our heads and give us a vision for what he wants to do in our lives. So this week, we'd encourage you again, get in this, which will lead you into the word, and write out your prayers, get, you know, those are the four things you can be prayed for and lots of other things. We would encourage you to do that. If you're not getting the questions, please, 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 please let me know because we want to make sure those get in your hands because they're just a tool to help you. And it's okay. By the way, it's okay. I hit one the other day, and I literally did this, okay? So uh, if you want to see, I'll, I'll show you sometime. Uh, ask the question, 
You know what I wrote? I don't know. Okay, that's a, that's an acceptable answer. Okay, now I realize that didn't work in fifth grade history class. Okay, when when George Washington crossed what river? I don't know. Yeah, that didn't work. Okay, but it does work. Okay, it does work when you're being honest before God and saying, God, I don't know. But I want you to show me that. But I I do, I don't know. I don't know how to answer. It. I don't know. I, I don't know if I've done that. I don't know where I'm at with that. That's acceptable. Be honest. Because God wants to work in the midst of all of that. So let me pray. Our team's going to lead us one more time this morning to uh, worship the Lord. And we're going to declare once again, Lord, I need you. Because it's the whole goal of everything that we are doing and what God wants to do in and through us. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for those in the room. I thank you for those online who, Father, this morning, I think, we all just needed to be reminded. It's not like most of this is new to us. We've just forgotten that in our busy, our busy lives, at times we get discouraged and we forget what you want to do. And, and Father, I just pray that these truths would just cut through all of that this morning. That we would start understanding you, you are able, you are great, and you are close. And that would change the way we look at prayer and the things that we are praying for. And you would at times when our, our eyes go down and our head drags a little bit and we don't know what to do, that you would lift those up. That we would just declare once again, Lord, I need you. Every hour I need you. And I need you to help me and Lift up my eyes again so I will see what you are doing and what you want to do in me, what you want to do in my family, what you want to do in my work, what you want to do in our schools, what you want to do in our church. And those wouldn't be prayers of survival. They would be prayers of thriving. That's what we ask you to do today. So as we sing this, Father, as we declare this to you, we do so looking up and knowing that you are able, you are great, and you are close. We thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen.